Welcome to Sure Foundation Lutheran Church's podcast channel. The following sermon was preached on April 23rd, 2023, on the basis of Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 1 to 8, by President David Mertz from Great Plains Lutheran High School. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As noted, the Word of God, which is the basis of our meditation this morning, is our Old Testament lesson, those words we heard from the book of Deuteronomy. Having heard them, let us begin with prayer. Lord God, you have revealed to us that we human beings do not live on earthly bread alone, but by every word that comes from your mouth. By the comfort of your Holy Spirit, let that good word speak to us, that we may hear and do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear friends, in the name of our Savior, Jesus. I think all of you, most of you, at least are at least somewhat, if not well, familiar with the history of God's Old Testament people, the children of Israel. And as you think about that reading that we heard earlier this morning, we might ask ourselves, what were the children of Israel getting into? What was waiting for them on the other side of the Jordan River? Well, based on the fact that the Lord led Moses to say to them, the Lord will do to them, that is the nations on the other side of the Jordan, what he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites, whom he destroyed along with their land. It seems that the nations on the other side of the Jordan must have been a pretty rough, a pretty wicked, a pretty messed up bunch. And a little Bible history bears that out. Do you remember the report brought back by 10 of the 12 spies who went out to explore the land? They said, the people there are large, they are powerful, the cities there are large, and they are well fortified. We should not go up against them. We should not attack them. In fact, compared to them, we seemed like grasshoppers. And that was just the physical part. Time and time again throughout this part of God's Word, throughout this part of Scripture, St. Paul, excuse me, Moses, or God, is warning about the, the, the lifestyle of these heathen Canaanite peoples. He warns against their polytheism, against their, the many God worship of the Canaanites. In places like Deuteronomy chapter 18, he warns about things like sexual promiscuity and perversion. God even saw fit to warn his people about their heathen practice of child sacrifice. Taken together, all of these things are repeatedly referred to as detestable practices. Again, Leviticus tells us, you must not do any of these detestable things, for all these things were done by the people who lived in the land before you, and the land became defiled. And if you defile the land, it will vomit you out, as it vomited out the nations that were before you. And maybe that helps us to understand why the Lord was so strict why he said, completely destroy them. Otherwise, they will teach you to follow all the detestable things they do in worshiping their gods, and you will sin against the Lord your God. So what were the children of Israel getting into? What was waiting for them on the other side of the Jordan River? It was the threat of polytheism. It was the threat of ungodly living that had the desire, even the intent, to eat away at the foundations of their faith and to do away with, to destroy their relationship with the one true God. Sound familiar? 
Don't we too live in a polytheistic society? Aren't there many gods out there vying for our time, vying for our attention, vying for our loyalty? Or how about sexual perversion or promiscuity? Or even child sacrifice? How many detestable things surround us in our world today? And when we have spied them out, how often don't our own hearts and our own minds tell us that these challenges, they're too big, they're too strong, they're too great for us to overcome? As you live your life as a child of God, as a Christian in today's world, you ever feel like that grasshopper about to be squashed by a big boot? This is the world in which we live. And this is the world into which our children are going. And that could fill us with fear. That could cause us to be discouraged, even terrified. It could paralyze us if we had to face it on our own. But the children of Israel didn't, and we don't. Like them, we can be strong and courageous, knowing that the Lord goes before his people and the Lord goes with his people. And those are the two truths we want to focus on for a few minutes this morning. The Lord goes before his people and the Lord goes with his people. That was his message. That was his encouragement as he led Moses to say to his people, the Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And then in almost the exact same words, they heard it again as Moses spoke these words to Joshua in front of all of Israel. Be strong and courageous. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And in fact, that is exactly what happened. The Lord went before his people. As they were journeying to the promised land, God sent his angel to go along with them, to, to lead them and to guide them along the way, to bring them to the place that he had prepared for them. As they were about to enter into the promised land, the Lord caused the waters of the Jordan River to stop flowing so that his people could walk across that riverbed on dry ground. You remember the story? The Lord brought down the walls of Jericho so that his people could march straight in. We're told that the Lord sent his terror to go ahead of them, to throw into confusion all of the nations that they would encounter. And yes, the Lord went with his people. He gave them the victory over the five Amorite kings that had been gathered against them. Maybe you remember a couple of details. He caused the sun to stand still. He hurled hailstones down upon the enemy to give his people the victory. Did you know, did you remember that it was just one campaign through which God gave his people control of the entire southern region of Canaan? As Joshua 10 puts it, because the Lord, the God of Israel, fought for Israel. Did you know, did you remember that it was in just one battle that God gave his people control of the northern region of Canaan? As Joshua 11 says, the Lord gave them into the hand of Israel. The Lord did not leave them. The Lord did not forsake them to the point that Joshua, at the end of his ministry, could gather the leaders of Israel together and say this to them. You know with all your heart and soul that not one of all the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. 
And God continues to fulfill his promises today. The Lord goes before his people. The Lord goes before you. He does that in general and he does that specifically in the person and the work of Jesus. Maybe we could think of it this way. There is no place that you have ever gone and there is no place that you will ever go where the Lord himself has not already been. Think about it. Challenges to his words, challenges to his convictions, Jesus has been there. Questioning of his motives, Jesus has been there. Rejection of his faithful love, Jesus has been there. Living in a world surrounded or filled with sickness and disease and sorrow and suffering and death and pain, he's been there. Having people try to undermine everything that he was trying to do and accomplish, he's been there. Living in a world where you're surrounded by twisted ideas and warped philosophies, he's been there. Jesus has been there. He has seen it. He has dealt with it and more. Jesus overcame every temptation of the devil. Jesus perfectly fulfilled every one of God's commands. Jesus sacrificed more than you and I could ever know or imagine. As your Savior, as your substitute on the cross, under the curse, Jesus endured the turning away of his heavenly Father. He endured the agony of hell so that you might live. So that every child who knows him, who trusts in him, might live. And this is the God who promises that he will never leave us or forsake us. To be sure, there is no place that you have ever gone and there is no place you will ever go where the Lord himself has not already been. The Lord goes before his people and the Lord goes with his people. There is no place the will of God will take you where the Lord himself will not be. No matter how high or how low, no matter what the opportunity or what the challenge, the will of God will never lead you where the grace of God cannot keep you. Now, your will might try to lead you in another direction. Your sinful self might try to lead you down another path. But the will of God will never lead you where the grace of God cannot keep you. And this really is what Christian education does. Christian education makes sure that people know that the Lord goes before his people. Christian education makes sure that you and your children and your grandchildren and your friends and your acquaintances and your neighbors know that the Lord goes with his people. And that's why every Christian education effort is so important. It starts with you, it starts in your homes, and it goes and it grows from there. It starts with your personal and your family, whatever that family unit is. It starts with your Bible reading, your Bible listening plans. It continues with your personal and your family or your couple devotions centered on God's Word. It continues in your homes with every encounter with Jesus and His Word. And it continues in and through your Christian congregation. As you do what we're doing here this morning, as you gather in a place which is because of what we're doing here, God's house. Listening to his word, trying to learn and, and grow in that word as we trust that we're growing in faith. And as we participate in things like Bible classes and Sunday school and other spiritual growth opportunities. 
And it continues and it is extended through Christian schools, whether that's schools like, like Bethel or Good Shepherd or Great Plains Lutheran High School. All of these are ways and places in which God equips and encourages and empowers and emboldens His people to be strong and courageous. And such courage, courage in Christ, is a must. If we asked, what were the children of Israel getting into? What was waiting for them on the other side of the Jordan River? Then we must also ask, what are our children getting into? What's waiting for them on the other side of the river or over the next hill or around the next bend? And if the answer for the children of Israel was a pretty rough, wicked, messed up world, then the answer for our children for the next generation or generations needs to be a pretty rough, wicked, messed up world. And that's why they and the world need to know. They need to know that the Lord goes before His people. They need to know that, that Jesus has gone before them. And that started way back in the Old Testament. That God brought the children of Israel into the promised land. That they settled there. That they were blessed there. That the promised Messiah was born there. Yes, they need to know that Jesus has gone before them, that he lived for them, that he suffered for them, that he died for them, that he won for them forgiveness of sins and life and salvation, that he has promised that he will never leave them, that he will never forsake them. And together with us, they need to know that the Lord goes with his people. He goes with them when they are up and when they are down. He goes with them when they are happy and when they are sad. He goes with them when they are confident and when they are afraid. He goes with them when they go out into a messed up world. He goes with them through the gospel. He goes with them through his word and through the sacraments. He goes with them as they hear these truths, as they think about them, as they meditate upon them, as they contemplate them, as they take these truths heart. And then they and we can be strong and courageous. We can be courageous in Christ. If you were going out into a messed up world, who would you want to have leading you? As the children of Israel were about to enter the promised land, Moses said to them, it's not going to be me. I'm not going to be the one leading you across the Jordan into this new land. It's going to be Joshua. But in effect, in doing so, didn't he also really say, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter if it is Moses or Joshua or Tom or Dick or Harry. When you know that the Lord is crossing over ahead of you, when you know that the Lord has promised to be with you, that ultimately is why you can be strong and courageous. Since you are going out into a messed up world, who do you want to have leading you? A strong family member? A spiritually mature brother or sister in Christ? Or maybe a certain pastor? Now, I can't go back and list previous pastors of this congregation like I sometimes do. And I don't know where you have been before you have been at Shore Foundation. But, for example, Pastor Seeger isn't here anymore. Pastor Yankee isn't here anymore. 
Pastor Zabel isn't here anymore. And Pastor Wilkie isn't going to be here forever. But it doesn't really matter. Of course, there is a sense in which spiritual leadership matters. God gives pastors and other spiritual leaders different gifts, different experiences that serve well in different times and places and situations. Things like, like doctrine and faithfulness and a heart for people matter. But there's also a sense in which it doesn't really matter who is going to lead you across that river when you know that the Lord goes before his people and the Lord goes with his people. That is why you too can be strong and courageous. That's why you can be courageous in Christ. So here it is. The children of Israel could be strong and courageous as they journeyed to and into the promised land of Canaan. You and I can be courageous in Christ as we journey to and into the promised land of heaven. Amen. Hi there, Pastor Wilkie here. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Uh, if you like the content that we're putting out as a church, could you do us a favor and could you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast? That helps us get seen by more people more often so that more people will hear about Jesus. Uh, we hope you enjoyed today and, and we hope you tune in again next week for another sermon.